Hello there, podcast listeners. What's up? Uh, did you know that William Pope created the first comprehensive, well-executed pictorial record of Canadian birds? Well, you know that now because this is Chris and Matt skim Wikipedia. And that was a fact I learned at this very moment from Wikipedia. Wait, that's what you were going to tell me no. off, <laughs> off mic? No, it's not. I'm going to tell you something different. Here's what I'm going to tell you off mic. I was like, this awful fact that I don't care about? It's a funny fact that, like, it's funny to me because they're, um... That's what I call a funny fact. <laughs> that's a new segment, funny fact. No, yep. um... It just it amuses me because, like, I don't know why Wikipedia, in, like, the handful of things they have listed on their Did You Know for the Day, included that this guy created the first comprehensive, well-executed pictorial record of getting idiot birds. I want to say that it is automated. Ah, uh, like, that. So the anything with that, that date plugged in as, like, the origin date for this particular entry or mm. the, you know, whatever, the sell-by date for that. Well, I mean, the sell-by date for that particular entry is right after it's written. Indeed. But, yeah, this is a Chris and Matt skim Wikipedia. Uh, I am Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm basically just wearing my headphones over one ear like I'm a cool DJ because my headphones are all messed up. But, uh, you know... Let's check out the uh, Wikipedia entry for Paul Oakenfold. What's he up to? Who's Paul Oakenfold? That name's familiar. He was the world's best DJ, as said by as as seen on TV commercial in, like, 1998. I I used to always see these commercials for Paul Oakenfold as, um, you know, the world's best DJ. But they were, like, you know, they'd sell, like, those best ofs on on TV. Uh, Only thing I remember them selling on TV was Girls Gone Wild tapes late at night on, like, Comedy Central. That's the only thing you remember them selling on TV. <laughs> yes, so many commercials I remember. Well, yes. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you were like, every time you'd see a commercial, you turn it off because it would have uh, decidedly less girls going wild. No, I also obviously remember all the, like, um... Like, I assumed you met, like, uh, sort of, like, those, like, ads that were, like, different than normal ads where, like, there'd be, like, a... Eight, like a number to call or whatever like like they obviously they yeah. do those for like uh like like love ballads or like rock ballads or whatever yeah this was kind of like that but it was just for paul oakenfold records i'm assuming it was like a um like kind of like a compilation but they'd always refer to him as the best club dj in the world mm-hmm. uh which i mean he might be i don't know any of his songs he might be great he did do the soundtrack for swordfish Oh, uh, what a movie. Which means he... Speaking of girls going wild. He scored the scene where Hugh Jackman has to code while getting a blowjob. And he was on the Zoo TV tour, which is oh. uh, fun. Yeah, you too. Uh, not me too. No. Uh, you too. Hashtag you too. Was, <laughs> yeah, hashtag you too. He was hired. Uh, he was the warm-up Sonics for the Zoo TV tour and later replaced by B.P. Fallon. Not to be confused oh, with B.P. Oil no. Spill. <laughs> I, when I said that, my first thought was BB-8. Now, that would be a yeah. show. Oh, BB-8 my gosh, I would love to see BB-8 on the uh, ones and twos. Is that an expression that they use for DJs or only radio DJs? Uh, I'm, not, I could, I'm not sure because I don't even know what it means with uh, radio DJs, so it um, could be. I assume, uh, let me see if there's a Wikipedia entry for ones and twos. Yeah. All I know is that uh, William Pope, whose Wikipedia page I'm on now, was a sportsman naturalist because he hunted birds as well as painting them. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, ones and twos is an elimination variant of the game Mora. That's not what I'm looking for. 
Ones and twos. Well, you do that with... Turntables. Okay, so ones and twos, according to Wiktionary, which is still kind of Wikipedia uh, adjacent, refers to the generically to DJ turntables. Etymology is derived from the best-selling professional DJ turntable, the Technics SL1200, which has for better or worse become the de facto standard in the club world. For better or worse, the... Uh... You, know what, you know what's interesting? That's a little editorializing yeah. for Wikipedia, for better or worse. Yeah, well, for Wiktionary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what their editorial standards are on Wiktionary, unless you're, but unless you're talking about that uh, comic strip for better or worse. That I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I don't know that comic strip. I think it's about a married couple. I, oh, it's a good guess. I used to read all the comics as a child. I'd read the Garfields. I'd read the Dilberts. I would read. Um, oh shit! What are some other ones? Um, Pearls Before Swine, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Simpsons comic for a while. Uh, and you didn't necessarily read Dilbert, but you love Scott Adams, right? <laughs> I read multiple, like my dad had a couple of like Dilbert books. I think he got mm-hmm. them as like gifts because he was yeah. A everyone's like this guy. This guy works in an office. Yeah, exactly. Like, He'll love this. My, my dad, like you know, was like a, a manager in like an office for a time. He was a man and a jerk. Yeah, he was a he was a manager. So I assume he got those books as like, uh, oh yeah, like you know, uh, here's like a gift, Mister Manager. Uh, but he also had a Coffin and Hobbs one, and he had a Farside one, and I think also a Garfield one. But I think those were partially for me. I mean, you me could and... really say this about your father. He contained multitudes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And he had some books that weren't full of comic strips as well, like the book of David Letterman's top ten lists. <laughs> and uh, Bob Hope... Whatever could be easily read in a toilet. Uh, and Bob Hope's Don't Shoot, It's Only Me. <laughs> and I think that Lee Iacocca biography that like every asshole in the like, 80s read. Wait, did your dad also have a copy of I Hope They uh, Serve Beer in Hell? <laughs> no, he's too old for that. I didn't have a copy of that. Uh, I never was. Uh, there was that show that has kind of had a name like Tucker Max, Cooper. Uh, I think you're thinking of um, the uh, department store TJ Max, which is started by Tucker Max, Tucker J Max. like Cooper shit fucks guy to life or something. Oh, you're thinking of, um, <laughs> uh, what's his face, can't lose, Parker Lewis can't lose. I think of that as some shit fucking shit. Uh, Shasta McNasty. I wish. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was on Fox recent, semi recently. It was like Cooper Barrett's Guide to Life or some shit. I think that up. might be it. I'm looking Cooper up. Barrett's Guide to Surviving High School, a uh, Surviving Life. Uh, it's a sitcom, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life by Fox. Yeah, that's the. I just remember seeing the artwork for it, and like uh, it was a drawing of a like a a man, like a silhouette of a man, or like outline of a man, and the light switch <laughs> with where his penis would be, and like it was like you know the light switch was up, like it was like he had an erection, and I believe uh, after that I tweeted, I'm gonna recycle a joke that I tweeted that I. Man, you're gonna get called. <laughs> I, I hoped that um, they were going to round up everybody responsible for that show and execute a wife on television on Christmas like uh, Nikola Ceausescu and his wife. Jesus. <laughs> so that's a joke? Yeah. I hope they kill this person. Well, uh, yeah, executing a live on television like they did with Ceausescu and his wife. And how how'd that tweet do? I don't think... Life trees don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the only tweet that I ever got any like traction on really was when I tweeted. It, so you're telling me the tweet that you uh, hope for the death of Jay Lacopo, the creator of Cooper Barrett's Guide to Life, uh, is murdered on television. Didn't executed. do well. Um, oh, execute. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 execute. Yeah. 
the one tweet I had that didn't do well ever was uh, when I tweeted that I hope on Young Sheldon he has a sexual awakening while watching Blossom. You just wanted to uh, line up more with your life. I never watched Blossom. I was never yeah. a Young Sheldon. The joke is yeah. because he, he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't watch that show, but I did watch the one episode of that. Uh, what was that still married or whatever show with fucking Brad Garrett and Patricia Heaton or whatever? It was like a very boring sitcom, but like in its last season it went completely insane. And like uh, mm-hmm. they started like breaking the fourth wall as one character realized he was like a character on a sitcom and that the woman playing his girlfriend kept getting recast. And he went to a uh, like... What show was this? I, I'm trying to fucking remember. I gotta look at what Brad Garrett's been in. But like the character like realized he's on a TV show went to like a uh, fucking like uh, like a psychiatrist and her his psychiatrist was Mayim Bialik but she's playing a character but he recognized her as Mayim Bialik and then also eventually Joey Lawrence and Jenna Van Oy I believe were both like till death was the show uh, yeah starring Brad Garrett and apparently Jolie Fisher not Patricia Heaton. Uh, but mm. yeah, the, let's see here. Do 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 do. Who is a uh, suburban Philadelphia? Soon to be canceled. Sons of Tucson. Tim Sharp. Nick Bakai. Kristen Ritter. Are you just naming the people <laughs> that start on the show? I just named Joe Mantelli and ago. He Russ played by. Well, I was looking at the fourth season where I'm trying to see one of those things where I can talk about whatever. Allie's pregnant. Uh, Jolie Fisher directed an episode. Uh, I want to play a game with you. Please do. Well, I look at stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want you to try and guess the title of one episode of Barrett Cooper's Guide to Life. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I think it only ran for one season. Yeah. Uh, it did. Okay. Let's see here. What's the... it? Did it even finish a full season? Um. But Alan Ruck was on the show. Oh, okay. So, is there an episode called... Paula Abdul, also on the Ooh, show. Oh, wow. Okay, let me see. What kind of thing? It would be like, um... Uh, something like, uh... Juicy J, also on the show. Do they, like, have, like, a... a like, a trick to the way they named it? It would be, like, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Partying. You're, yeah, you are really close. Cooper Barrett's Guide to Women, or, like, you know... No, yeah, I mean, that's the general idea. Uh, Cooper Barrett's Guide to... No, 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 no. The show is Cooper Gu- Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Okay. Now, each particular entry is named How to Survive uh, Blank. So, How to Survive Your Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's the kind of thing that you, she would do. I literally am flabbergasted. There is an, <laughs> there, the eighth episode of the show. Uh, the the second to last aired episode is named How to Survive Your Crazy Ex. <laughs> That's a very... I mean, it took you, what, ten episodes to name, like, several of the incredibly famous people that are on that Santana album, and you just pulled this one straight out of your ass. I, I, just, I saw that... Um, that picture on the the for the show with the guy with the penis, I knew they were gonna do something like that. It was mm. gonna be like, oh yeah, he's got an axe, and she's crazy. And it's yeah, the by- the marketing for this show seems like it was made 
I don't know, a 10 to 20 years before the show was even created. Well, I remember hearing somebody complaining, like, I didn't watch the show or whatever, but I heard, like, a critic complaining that, like, in the first episode, they do a whole, like, riff on the Noid, and the guy was, like, the critic was saying, the Noid was, like, a forgotten thing that wasn't on TV anymore by the time any of these characters would have been born. It was clearly just, like, you know, a middle-aged writer remembering when he was in his early 20s or whatever, and, like, oh, yeah, the Noid. That's what people in their 20s talk about. They talk about the Noid. That's a reference for people in their 20s, even though it's, like, they would have, like, no, like, reference point for the Noid. Sure, sure. I never talk about the Noid. I talk about the Noid all the time. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had running bits about the Noid on this show. <laughs> no, but I think we did. On, was the Noid in... Uh, I think he was on Red Planet. Yeah, probably a lot. Probably <laughs> yeah, much. Probably, probably a too obnoxious degree. I think... I mean, I know Gremlins showed up on that show to a... I mean, degree. I feel like there's an entire episode <laughs> featuring the Gremlins. I'm pretty sure that there's an episode featuring the Noid. Probably. Let's see, let's see what the Wikipedia has to say about the Noid. Let's get away from Cooper Barrett. Yeah. I know that the Noid has some, uh, you know, he has some trouble. He's a troubled past. Well, the Noid himself, the pizza rooting Noid doesn't, but the man with the actual name Noid, who was a mentally yeah. ill man who took over, like, a Domino's because he thought they were, like, harassing him, that guy I, was a... I mean, to be fair, the Noid was kind of harassing all of America at the time. I suppose that's true. We were all, in a way... We were all being irritated by frozen pizzas. Yeah. You know, the Noid. You, you know. So, the Noid. Uh, was he... Did he like eating frozen pizza, or did he freeze the pizza? He ruined pizzas. Okay, so he's freezing the pizzas. I Was freezing his thing... I mean, I don't remember what he did to pizza. Well, I thought that I thought that the Noid was there. I'm to... looking at a photo of him with a thing called a pizza crusher. Pizza crusher, That's yeah. Not... But I thought that I thought that like the Noid is what you uh, ate. That was like, oh, I have freezer burn on my pizza. He just. Well, the Noid was probably the physical manifestation of all the challenges inherent in getting a pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> okay. So I guess there probably uh... was some stuff about pizza being cold or whatever. Right, and there are a lot of Noid jokes on Cooper Barrett's Guide to Life. Let's see if that made it to the references in pop culture. Uh, uh, nope, doesn't seem like it did. Should we update this Wikipedia page? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Noid is is referenced on an episode of The Goldbergs, which does make sense. It does make sense, and in an episode of The Simpsons, which... Oh, two episodes of The Simpsons. Which, the 12th season. I must have seen this one. Uh, which one, Homer vs. Dignity, or She of Little Faith? Homer versus Dignity, yeah. which is often rated on lists of the, the worst, worst episodes. episodes. Ever. People hate that episode. Is this the two hundredth episode? No, no, no. No, two hundred fifty-three. Homer the trash Recyc- one. Trash of the yeah, trash. but this is a recycling. Oh, recycling plot lines, not a recycled <laughs> plots. Gotcha. Uh, Hence, skim Wikipedia. What happens in this episode? Well, Homer versus Dignity. Yeah. Um, Mr. Burns pays Homer to be his like uh, like to like do pranks like to like to like embarrass himself or humiliate himself for like money or whatever, uh, just for like a larf or whatever. And then uh, Homer eventually, after uh, uh, like you know spending an evening like uh, as a panda and uh, purportedly in the course of events being uh, mercilessly humped by a big old panda while he's wearing a panda suit. Uh, Ben's like, no more. I will not be your uh, puppet anymore, Mr. Burns. And he stands up for himself, and he turns down the money, and he gets his dignity back, and Mr. Burns throws um, fish guts on everybody while dressed as Santa Claus. And it is not a very good episode. It is like a very sort of like 
nihilistic and banal episode. It's not one of the worst episodes ever, but it's like a very middling episode. What do you think is the worst episode of The Simpsons uh, ever? There's a co- You've seen every yes, episode, I have. Right? There's one where Lisa takes up ballet, uh, takes up smoking, and also at the same time, Homer is dealing with a family of raccoons that look just like The Simpsons living in a tree or something. <laughs> it's so goddamn bad. I mean, that sounds pretty funny. No, it's not to me. Um, no, it's not to me. <laughs> there's one where Bart thinks he's gotten a friends a teenage girl or thinks he gets her pregnant or something and he helps her like drive away or get away or something wait bart i gotta look this shit up th- I don't he remember. thinks he gets someone pregnant it's some shit like that it's a really, there's no way it's something along those lines uh bart's 10 i know uh, i can't i i gotta remember what the shit this shit was remember in the simpsons movie when you see bart's penis <laughs> yeah it's really fucking weird and it was like hey i feel like that should be something that, like they should still be putting that on like the front page of the new york times like we saw bart's dick <laughs> for like no reason like just like oh it would no be funny would be funny if we showed this we <laughs> can yeah it's a pg-13 movie Nobody's gonna stop us, you know, and nobody should have to try to stop us yeah. because it's not that should be happening. I don't. I'm trying to remember what this fucking episode was goddamn called. There's also one that's like um, sort of like a parody of Saw. Oh, 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 oh! No, the fucking goddamn worst one of the goddamn bunch is uh, when Bart meets a rich kid that looks just like him, and they swap lives. Mm. That one is really goddamn. Shit show. What's, what season is that from? Uh, it's one. Let's see. Is it? Nope, it's not that one. It's uh, that one's called Brother or some bullshit fucking. Oscarizes. Oh, double double boy trouble. I'm actually looking at the spare season right now. God, the titles for Simpsons episodes get so fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, they're just like all dumb puns. Written by Bill Odenkirk, brother of mm. Bob Odenkirk. Ooh, that came after an episode called Lost Verizon, which is also a shitty episode. Man, the 20... 20- yeah, listen to the episodes written by Bill Odenkirk. What? Seven Beer Snitch. Mm-hmm. The Mook, the Chef, the Wife, and Her Homer. Crook and Ladder. Uh, double Double Boy in Trouble. Million Dollar, million dollar Maybe. Love is a Many Strangled That's Thing. That's another awful Advent- one. Adventures in Baby Getting. That's bad, too. Pulp Pit Friction. I... Super franchise me. That was not bad. To courier with love, the last traction hero, <laughs> and forgive and regret. Why are they all puns? <laughs> they just started doing a bunch of puns. Uh, God, those are bad episodes. This is like maybe the worst. This the twentieth season. The Simpsons looking through these episodes. It's maybe the worst season of The Simpsons, which is in its own way. Impre- just like looking at these episodes, though. And so many of them are like, oh, yeah, that episode was bad. Oh, yeah, that episode was bad. That episode was bad. Let me, t- let me tell you something about... Let me tell you something about the last 20 years of The Simpsons. They're all fucking bad. No, not the, they're no, bad. They're, the <laughs> they're fucking 20, bad. They're not the last 20 years. I mean, that's... All right, let's say 15. They're not all bad, but the last... I mean, there's been some rough rise. There's been some bad episodes, sure. But, I mean, uh, not all terrible. What is this goddamn one where... Bart and the girl and the... I feel like that... Could that possibly have been... Oh, okay, maybe it's before season 19 even. Because Smoke on the Daughter is the one where Lisa is a smoky. 
where she starts smoking because she's got to be good at ballet or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's try season 18 with a DVD cover featuring Fat Tony. Oh, God. Ja- ja- please, hold on. Like, as soon as you realize that, like, Fat Tony's on the cover of your DVD, it should really be like, what are we doing? Uh... Uh, on the season 22, um, it's Krabop. Let's, um, yeah, know. well, All right, I baby. found the episode in question. It's called... Uh, this. Okay, you know who's on the season 30 cover of the digital purchase image? Um, the Capital City Goofball. No, Troy McClure. Ooh. You know who decidedly doesn't show up in season 30 of The Simpsons? Oh, yeah, Troy McClure, not... At yeah, all. Not present. Anyways, here's the plot synopsis Ugh. of Little Big Girl. God. Okay. When Cletus ineptly tosses his pipe, Springfield is in danger when the town is about to be hit by a ferocious fire. Bart unwittingly saves the day and is rewarded with a driver's license. However, when he drives to North Haverbrook, he is then engaged with a girl named Darcy who ropes Bart into marriage after declaring that she's pregnant. Meanwhile, Lisa lies about her family heritage in an essay and gets chosen to give a keynote speech at a convention. I bet that's going to be like a race thing or something. Let me see. So, uh, oh yeah, Lisa claims to be Native American and Bart gets engaged to a teenage girl. A 15-year-old girl is pregnant. That's what this episode is primarily about. It's about Bart, a 10-year-old boy, getting engaged to a pregnant 15-year-old girl voiced by Natalie Portman. It's legit, legitimately fucking sucks. <laughs> it's an awful episode. It is so fucking bad. Man. It is like just like unbearable, that episode. Literally, it's like one of the episodes where like I almost turned it off before it was even over because like this is so bad. I can't keep watching it. It's just like drained my soul. It was like bad television. It wasn't like a bad Simpsons episode. It was a bad television episode. It was just garbage it was a big old pile of garbage what would you say is the worst episode of the simpsons from like it's like it's a like classic run uh well depends on where we're ending that if we're ending it like in like where where do you where do you end the classic like the it ends with season 10 because that's the first season with a couple episodes i don't really like that much so okay then through season nine through season nine or do you just i mean but let's also discount, I guess, like the first two seasons. So basically, seasons three like, through nine. Yeah, right. Yeah. That seems fair. I'm gonna get some shit for this because uh, people uh, have at least affinity for one particular part of this episode. But uh, 22 short films about Springfield. Mm. The one with all the fairy stories. The one with a formal outlier. The one with Steam Tams. And oh, Steam Tams is very. It funny. is funny. It's not bad. It's like fine, but like there's parts of it that I don't like at all. And I find the end of yeah. it very, like, lackluster and also kind of weird because the... Oh, uh, Professor Frick? No, not Professor Frick. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you think. No, when a adult man um, sexually humiliates a child, <laughs> and that's the <laughs> big... <laughs> yes. Well, I heard that was based on a true story. The true story of young Chris Morgan. A little boy who laughed at everyone. I didn't laugh at everyone. I really didn't laugh like, ha-ha. And that's like, and that's like, they're big, like, yeah, th- that's, well, that was artistic license. Big send off of like the episode is like, oh, a character we've never seen before, uh, <laughs> bullying a child. That's like that, a main character. <laughs> and then like, uh, that's where they decide to end the episode. They don't end it with like, you know, like Homer or Bart or any of that sort of stuff. And any of the professor think, think, Frank thing was fine, but it's just like, yeah, that like doesn't, uh, you know, and then also there's like, well, I guess the Paul picture parody is kind of amusing, even though. It does imply horrible things are going to happen to Chief Wickham and Kirk Van Houten at the hands of Herman. 
I do like when uh, Chief Wakeham walks out of the donut and plays donuts. Song donuts. I've got, I've donuts, got donuts, which is a song that I still sing to myself when I buy donuts. Hey, I know hey, you. I know you. <laughs> Wait, we have to exchange information. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good jokes. Oh no, in that it's not episode. a bad episode. It is like it's just... it is like there is like a lot. I mean, it's not a you know, it's a really it's unlike every yeah. other episode, especially up to yeah. that. They've probably regurgitated this idea at this point, right? Not quite. I mean, they do have done a lot. A series of vignettes. They've done a lot they more. have that one episode with Linguo, right? Yeah. Where like it's like uh, three yeah. day, three different perspectives it's on the same day or something. Run parody. Oh, right, it's Run, Lola, Run. Right, yeah, right. they do a lot more episodes that are like, here's like three or four not connected stories, just like being thrown out there. Yeah. There's one that's really bad uh, that's uh, a bunch of like love stories or whatever. Uh, there's one that's really bad that's, there's just a lot of them are really bad. There's one really bad one where we hear stories about history through Moe's no, talking fuck. fish rag. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I hate that one too. How does how does this stick up? Because I know another episode that people aren't crazy about uh, was the uh, the uh, a spinoff showcase. Oh, which is kind of I like love this. spinoff showcase. Okay, yeah, I guess it's like all seventies TV parodies, which is extremely your yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like they're yeah they're 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 doing a parody of My Mother the Car called the Love Mad at Grandpa. Yeah. It is <laughs> Love Mad at Grandpa is really so funny. So up my alley. It's why. Uh, yeah. I love the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because most of it oh, is yeah. recreating old Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Yeah, good movie. I really enjoyed it. I saw it. The, uh, I saw it. Well, not quite the day it came out because they did some screenings on Thursday, but I saw it the very next day. Uh, wow. Yeah, I saw it uh, Friday at like on like at noon, and the theater mm-hmm. was almost full. And I was sitting next to an old man who loudly scratched his belly for like twenty straight minutes. Oh God! <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> What was more disgusting, that or the end of the film? Oh, the end of the film I enjoyed. <laughs> it's very it gross. It is gruesome. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but, no, that was just, it was just so annoying. Just, like, hearing that, like, scratch, 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 scratch sound. like Yeah, just scratching all the dead skin off of his belly. Like, yeah, that loud. I was, like, I was just like, oh, my God. And scratching oneself is one of the grossest yeah, sounds. Yeah, it, it is an underrated gross he, sound. Yeah, just doing it like it's like, oh, why could I literally been sitting yeah, anywhere just else think in about the all theater? That dry skin. I could have been sitting anywhere else in the theater. And who scratches themselves in public and does it for this long? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna cast. I'm not gonna throw stones in a glass house or whatever the expression yeah, yeah. is, uh, because I am a man that scratches. Mm. I have some dry skin. A man that scratches. That's a, yeah, Amanda Scratches. That, I was going to say it's a good name for uh, roller derby, but it's not. It's a terrible name for roller derby. Amanda Scratches? Yeah. It's not okay. really a pun on anything. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it is. A man does scratch. I mean, it is technically a pun, but what's a pun on is the concept of a man scratching, which is not really... Well, it's also, it's also using the same joke as a man to hug and kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, but... Uh, that's also not. I guess that's a. I guess one. you could do a man to scratch. <laughs> a man to scratch does sound a little bit better, but like in roller derby, is the purpose to scratch men? <laughs> it's the beat up women or like go around circles on skates uh, and have names like oh. Smashley Simpson or Hurl Scout or something. I mean, those are both great. Well, like I both think they both those. come from the movie Whippets, starring Ellen Page. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that movie. I good. liked it. It was filmed in. The place that I live, uh, like <laughs> your home, your family home, no, is in the city that I live in. 
Uh, oh, okay. Which is, uh, yeah, like, they were, like, they filmed, like, at the high school in the area or whatever. It's, like, uh, I was not here at the time, obviously, because I was uh, in uh, Los Angeles at the time. But, yeah, back in the day, they filmed it here. We'll look at these gr- direct Girl Scout Directed names. by Drew Barrymore. Did she get to direct any more movies? Um, maybe. But, yeah, there's, like, a... I'm looking at her... Uh, their names are, like, <laughs> Babe Ruthless and uh, hmm. Maggie Mayhem. Bloody Holly. Oh, played by Zoe Bell, who I believe is the stunt woman that always works with uh, Quentin Tarantino and plays Kurt Russell's wife in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's very funny in it. She's good. Her role's limited, but she's really good in it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, uh, I regret to inform you that Drew Barrymore has not been allowed to direct another uh, movie, despite Whippet uh, getting pretty good reviews. Yeah, I mean, box office is not great, but... Uh, I bet it made a lot of money on video, because I remember people talking about it probably, a lot. Probably, I'd and, imagine. Uh, I mean, I, that was like a time when like people would still like rent a disc. Yeah, I watched uh, it on a... Ooh, uh, yeah, but Eve... I watched it on a plane. Eve plays Rosa Sparks, Drew Barrymore, Smashley Simpson, Juliette Lewis, Iron Maven. It didn't lose didn't lose money. No, but it didn't make a lot of money. But yeah, I mean, I think she would get... I mean, it made a million dollars. Yeah. You know it's cooler than a million dollars, though? A billion dollars. Uh, oh, I was going to say a leather jacket. That's true. Okay. It is good. A.L. Scott called the film predictable, but he said it might, yeah, but he's actually said some good things about it, too. Uh, Roger Ebert enjoyed it. Gloria Steinman, Steinman got a name drop in his uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, the, it was nominated for Campy Film of the Year at the 2010 Dorian Awards. I don't know what these are. Oh, they're like an LGBTQ thing. Oh, okay. Like Dorian Gregg. Okay. okay. I want to see who's won okay. Campy Film of the Year in the past for this, and then we can call it. Let's see. Do they still do Okay, Camp- Film of the Year, The Favorite. Good yeah, pick. But their Good Campy movie. Film of the Year was A Simple Favor. Uh, oh, I like a, I like a, I like a simple favor. Uh, Wait, in 2018 or 2017? That was their campy film of the year. Campy film of the year. Oh, campy yeah, film of the year. Campy okay, film of the year. I see. I'm looking at film of the year. Uh, yeah. Campy okay. for 2017. Sure. I, I like I liked uh, simple favor. I thought it was funny. Campy for 2017 was Mother. Uh, I've not seen Mother. Uh, let's see. 2016, The Dressmaker. I haven't seen this. I uh, don't even have even heard of it. Let's see. 2015, it was Magic Mike XXL. I think they're stretching the definition of camp, but they're the LGBTQ. I like that movie, too. Uh, Let's see. Uh, It's amazing how many Best Picture winners uh, also won the Film of the Year at the Dorian Awards. Or or would have been very much up for it, Uh, like a a Boyhood or a... Argo. Wow, yeah. 12 Years a Slave. Boyhood. Oh, yeah, Boyhood did not win. Carol. Nominated did not win. Some say it should have. Uh, Moonlight won. Call Me by Your Name did not win. Right? Call Me by Your Name. No, it did not. Favorite won. Did the favorite win one, right? Oh, they love Luca. Favorite did not. Green Book won, remember? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, who could forget? (laughs) Who could forget in a a year stacked with great (laughs) films nominated for Best Picture that Green Book would be the winner? Anyways, the campy flick of the year for 2010, the year Whippet was uh, nominated, was Burlesque, which I have not seen. Uh, but it, oh, I seen burlesque. It's a, it's pretty start silly. Share. It's fun though. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. Gotta be, gotta be Domino's ultimate deep dish as the advertisement. Jesus, Greedbook, Greedbook's wit is a real. I mean, it's actually not such a great year for Best Picture. Like, there's some legitimately great movies in here for Best Picture, namely The Favorite and Roma. I don't think that. 
the rest of them really are. I, I get. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What I haven't seen Bohemian ever. Rhapsody or Vice, but whatever. Have I seen? No, I haven't seen Vice. That's what reminds me. I gotta see Vice because I wanted to see it. Yeah, but I haven't yet. I do too. Even though I heard that it's not good. Yeah, but I figured. Well, I like the Big Short, and I'm interested to see yeah. how everybody did in the movie and see Same. Christian Bale do his weird body stuff. Yep, I want to see that body move. Yeah, uh, body moving. <laughs> I like to move it, yeah. move it. Uh, yeah. Okay, well that's yeah, that. Yeah, that definitely should be that because we've we've talked about the Noid, we talked about Cooper Barrett, we talked about um, the Dorian Awards. We've covered the gamut. Uh, the uh, somebody have the name Gamut? I know Gambit is a person that exists in the Marvel not universe. Yeah, I know Gambit is a person that exists, just not in reality. <laughs> he throws things. The Gambit. Yeah. Mostly cards. Yeah, yeah, that's his uh, charged item of particular... He's like Ricky Jay, but more so. (laughs) It's like more Ricky Jay. I believe that was the original name for Gambit was more Ricky Jay. (laughs) I wish. And then, like, they could have, like, uh... They should, uh... If they ever do a Gambit movie, they need to pull uh, Peter Cushing in Rogue One and get Ricky Jay in there, brought back to life and youthed up. Didn't, weren't they going to do a re, uh, Gambit movie with, like, uh, yeah, Channing Tatum for a while? Okay, that never happened. happened. That, that, I can't believe that didn't happen. Okay. Uh, that's stupid that it didn't happen because they very easily could have. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, so, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> fucking Kool-Aid Man impressions now. <laughs> yep. That's how we always had things with our Kool-Aid Man impression. It's, it's all he says, yep. though, so it's a pretty, uh... You know, one dimensional impression. It just goes, ooh, yeah. <laughs> It's a great and impression. Burst through a wall. Anywho, thank you, Gabber Media, uh, for giving this podcast its forever home. You know, who rescued who, as they say? When <laughs> <laughs> you get a rescue animal and you're a kind of like a well meaning but a little too sincere person. Uh, but uh, so yeah, thank you. Gabri- listen to other Gabriel podcasts. Uh, they're probably good. Uh, they have to be better than this. Like if you're listening to this, there's all the upwards in the tra- directory. Trajectory speaking, uh, and um, you know this podcast. You can subscribe to it wherever you are a podcast person and like rate it and like whatever. I don't know what people do with podcasts anymore. Just like listen to it and then like you know we're not wasting our time, and then like we can take all those numbers from our listeners and be like, see. Advertisers advertise your stuff on this podcast because people will, you know, buy it because we're influencers. Well, I'll prove it. Um, everybody, go buy um, a McDonald's Big What's Mac. <laughs> we get McDonald's a sponsor. Our well, show? I'm just saying, I say this, and then when you see the sales for Big Macs in the course in the next <laughs> yeah. week, uh, exactly six people have purchased Big Macs. Oh, we have six listeners. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you could say that, like, maybe a billion people bought Big Mac, yeah. so because of the show. You could, uh, exactly. Who knows? That's my whole point. Try and separate, you know, the, the signal from the noise. You can't. We rule. You drool. Thank you for listening to Chris and Matt skim Wikipedia. I am Chris. I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time on the flip side, Dune Meister.